You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for the show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we'll talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Joseph Havanek, Jr. Joe is the president of Advanced Electric Design and Service in Rahway, New Jersey. He has long been a champion of Merit Shop Electrical Contracting, active at both the national and local level. He served as the chairman of the IEC National Government Relations Committee, served as a regional director, and served in every seat on the executive committee of the National Board of Directors, including being elected as the National Board President in 2015. Locally, his service to the industry and association has been equally as impressive. With long tenure on the Board of Directors, active in government affairs as director, and now serving as the New Jersey IEC Director of Education and Training, Wow, I know I've missed a few here, Joe, but uh, we'll yes. touch we'll touch on that um, as we have a conversation today. But I'd like to uh, welcome you officially to the IEC National Podcast Series, the Electrical Current. Thank you, Spencer. It's good to be here. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, how are things today in New Jersey? Well, in New Jersey, you know the weather's pretty good here. You know, it's in the low seventies, I, I suppose, right now. Terrific, terrific. You know, and the sun's shining. I had to take a trip all the way up by the George Washington bridge earlier today, just to uh-huh. go look at something yeah. for a customer. But you know, that was uh, that's part of the job. Yep. That's what we have to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good, 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 good. Well, excellent. Um, well, Joe, yeah, I gave again. I gave a little bit of a, a, a brief uh, a story and and um, some pieces there. But I wonder if we can kind of just start in the fundamentals. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, about where you grew up and and kind of start to to piece things together as to how you got into uh, the electrical contracting industry. Well, not only is my business in Rahway, mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey, but I grew up in Rahway. Uh huh. Really. Um, I lived thirty years in in Rahway yeah. and. Uh, Went to Rawway High School, graduated from Rawway High School, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no idea what I was going to do uh, for a career, for a career. Uh, yeah. entering my senior year yeah. of high school. Yeah. And then I was introduced to a program they had uh, called CIE, Cooperative mm-hmm. Industrial Education, uh-huh. um, and it was not a half-day deal like they do these days. Mm-hmm. It's a you work a week and you go to school a week and then you work the week and you go to school a week. So you're working a full 40 hours Gotcha. Wow. Uh, on the weeks that you're working. So um, I ended up, uh, you know, the teacher was asking who wanted to do this, who wanted to do that. And then they said, oh, I, we got a job with an electrical contractor who would like to learn how to be an electrician. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting in the classroom. I'm 16 years old. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, my cousin's in a, an electrician. Uh-huh. He does pretty well. Yeah. I've raised my hand. Let me, let me give that a shot. Yeah. Um, so I did that for, uh, throughout my senior year in high school. But, uh, unfortunately when I graduated, I was only 17 and mm-hmm. insurance laws the way they are. Yep. Um, I couldn't, they couldn't keep me, uh, as, uh, on mm-hmm. with the contractor. So gotcha. I ended up getting laid off and they said, by all means, call them back, yeah. uh, in, when I turned 18, which was in November of that year, uh, and that happened to coincide with the uh, a uh, recession when we had the 
oil embargo. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, back in those days, right? So right. there were no jobs in the electrical. Yeah. Um, but in the interim, I got a job uh, assembling heart catheters. Huh. Uh, so I did that for uh, for the summer and interesting up until uh, I I left there and got a job assembling speaker cabinets and mm-hmm. uh, organ cabinets because I always wanted to. You know, keep doing something, mm-hmm. uh, waiting for an opening in the electrical industry again, yeah. because that's what I decided I wanted to do. Yeah, I I registered in vocational school, and then finally I got a job with a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Worked with him for a while, left and went to a school uh, system. Mm-hmm. I was their main electrician mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years, and then I went to Englehart Corporation, mm-hmm. uh, where I met my first partner. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wojenski, and he uh, got his license, and I didn't have a license, okay. but he gave me, yeah. after working with him on one job to help him out, mm-hmm. um, he offered me a 50% share of his new company. Wow. Um, and, you know, we met because our sons were born one day apart, and <laughs> our wives at the time were in the hospital together. Really? Yeah. Um, and I had gone to Votec with him. So yeah. I figured, well, the stars were aligning here. So let me give this a give this a shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. unfortunately, 10 years, approximately 10 years in, um, he got ill and mm. he couldn't uh, continue gotcha. uh, in the industry. Mm. And then uh, he when he got out, then I was on my own and the company became Advanced Electric mm-hmm. Design mm-hmm. and uh, been doing that. Ever since. Uh, since. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly enough, shortly after I went into business with him, the original journeyman that I learned from mm-hmm. introduced the two of us to a uh, electrical contracting association. Oh, really? Um, okay. In New Jersey. Yeah. And I worked my way up to be president of that organization mm-hmm. before I was a member of IEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I went to IEC, then, you know, you pretty much explained that history. Yeah. 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 That's terrific. That's terrific. Interesting. Interesting. So, and so, so you had, was it, you said it was a member of your family. Did you say it was your, your cousin that was, was an electrician too that early on? Is that right? Or my cousin was an yeah. electrician and he worked for general motors. Okay. Um, as an electrician in general motors. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, when you get into safety, mm-hmm. which we talk about, and when I was the national president, I did talk about him in one of my, uh, my speeches, yeah. uh, where he was working alone mm-hmm. high up and he didn't have fall protection yeah. and he fell. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, unfortunately he passed away wow. uh, from those injuries. From the injury. Wow. Yes. Yes. So, mm. I mean... It's a, it's very important safety. You know, it touched me because it was, you know, Absolutely. my cousin that yeah. it happened to, who the very person that I went into the electrical right. industry you're because in, you're he was inspiration. an electrician. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and what what was it about the industry that, that kind of sparked your your curiosity? And, and was it was it the technological aspect or... or um, the science behind it or the theory or, you know, what, or just as a whole, did it, was it just an attractive career pathway for you as a, as a young man, Joe? To tell you the truth, it was just available to me. Uh Um, I always worked in my hand with my hands. My first choice was, uh, uh, something in carpentry because from when I was 12 years old, I was building 
forts in the backyard and I'm not talking forts. I'm talking like structures, <laughs> uh, in, in the backyard we were yeah. doing. And, uh, when I got to senior in high school, I was given an opportunity. This is another trade mm-hmm. besides, um, uh, carpentry. And I decided, well, let me give it a, give, give it, it a shot. Time. And then yeah. when I started yeah. doing it, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, this is something that I, you know, I could do every day and I can enjoy doing it. That's great. That's great. Well, cool. Very cool. And yeah, it's, it's a shame. I, I, uh, I do remember you sharing that, that story about your cousin and, and his unfortunate fall. Um, so, so tragic, so tragic, but, but uh, yeah, the, it's, it's the lesson to be learned around it that, you know, it, our lives are precious and, and we need to take, uh, precautions and, and safety is absolutely critical. It's nothing to, to, cut corners around is it no it's not yeah. no it's not and that's one of the things that iec provides mm-hmm. uh every member yeah. is a full uh, safety manual yes uh, that can be downloaded off the website and yes. that's that that can be worth its weight in gold absolutely uh absolutely. that in itself absolutely no great yeah great great uh great piece and so and associations and and, and leadership has really been in your bloodline too and i i know you have um you, you you have other inspiration too for for getting involved, or you see that that big picture, and you see the 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 call to get involved into an association. Um, why is that? Do you think, and and what is it that that kind of compels you to to um, get involved in in an industry association, Joe? I ju- I just feel that um, no matter what you do for a living, mm-hmm. and I tell people this almost daily, yeah, uh, that you should be involved in the industry in which you make your living. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should give back. You know, we're not all uh, Bill Gates. You know, a very, very minute fraction of us, you know, can rise to even a fraction of that level. Right. Um, but what we do have, all of us have, is the most valuable thing that we've been given on this planet, and that's time. Time. Because it's all limited. All of us have, our time is limited. We don't know when it's going to end, but ultimately it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And while we're here mm-hmm. to make a difference in the industry in which you make your living is something, you know, to strive for. And you can go to bed at night knowing you made a difference, yeah. you know, is a very good feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, do you, do you feel like, was it something, did you come upon that or you just, you a revelation that you, you saw that? that philosophy, I guess, or was that something that, you know, was passed on through values in your family or, um, or did you just kind of pick it up, you know, throughout life experience? What do you think? Well, to tell you the truth, the first electrical contractor that I worked for, the only way he knew what the code changes were Mm -hmm. at the time, um, back then were, we failed inspection. Yeah. And the inspector said, well, that code changed. Yeah. And I saw something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And I said to myself, you know, if I can do something hmm. so that contractors that are out there working know that these code changes, and even if they know the code changes, uh, and they know the code changes, but yeah. to say, you know, you have to do this. Yeah. Uh, you have to go to these code updates. Most won't, and that's where the big problem is. So one of the first things I did uh, when I got on the government affairs a committee here in New Jersey is I said, you know, we need to mandate continuing education on the code changes for all licensed contractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, actually the second law that mm-hmm. um, I drove through all the way 
through the governor's signature in New Jersey. Yeah. There's been nine all total. Nine total. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's 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 tremendous. And so yeah, I mean, yeah, you had that experience of of learning about yeah, learning about the code that had changed retroactively or or, or on the back end of it and, and trying to be more proactive um proactive about it, you know, working through the association to be able to then offer that back to the industry and benefit all. Um, so they, they could be aware as to, you know, the changes that are affecting their, their, uh, their profession, their careers, their job sites, and, um, and use the association as the vehicle to do that. That's great. Yes. And it's through the association that makes it possible because right. let's face it, right. you and I on our own walk into a legislator's office, whether it's on the local level, your, your yes. township, uh, or the federal government, you say, oh, I think this is a good idea. You should do this. Okay. That's, that's what they'll say. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> you right. know, it, it doesn't, it's not going to get done. You don't have the power, yeah. you know, any of us as one, but together through an association, uh, you know, we can make things happen, you right. know, and here in New Jersey, we have. Right. That's terrific. That's terrific. You, you see that greater purpose uh, to be able to, um, yeah, lead and, and drive things through forward through the association, that banding together of, of each one of us as, as individuals and individual companies um, to go towards common purpose. Um, and nine, nine legislative victories within Jersey. That's, that's tremendous. Um, which, which, uh, which one or two are you exceptionally proud of, or, or is that too hard to, to answer and narrow it down? Uh, well, the, the, I can start with the most uh, recent one. Mm-hmm which was December 21st, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we had signed into law um, graduation from a four-year Department of Labor-approved apprentice program right. as a condition of licensure Right, right. in huge. New Jersey. So That's therefore, huge. right, guy, anyone entering the field in New Jersey now that has any aspirations mm-hmm. of uh, becoming an electrical contractor needs to... Uh, registering an apprentice program mm-hmm. and you know not only IEC has it uh, I tell people you know that IEC has an apprentice program but there's others yeah. um, and it's important to have the knowledge you know it's not just knowing how to you know put an electrical outlet in the wall it's mm-hmm. knowing what's the theory behind that you right. don't get that when you're on the job and you're learning on the job right, right. Um, couple with the fact that there's a lot of um, which I object to uh, people in New Jersey, mm-hmm. instructors that will give a course on how to pass the test. Well, you know, you put your years in, then you take this this course on how to pass the test. And, mm-hmm. you know, are you really a good electrician? Right. You know, right. I mean, there was mm-hmm. someone recently that I spoke to that they uh, they took the test the first time they got uh, there's three parts. They were in the 60s and mm-hmm. uh, on their grade in all three parts. And then they took the refresher course mm-hmm. on how to, you know, how to pass the test. Where actually they teach you the questions pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so he was in the 80, you know, 80, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. Well, his first score was how good of an electrician he is. Right. Not the second time after he um, took this this course right and and of course there's exceptions for people that have have you sure. know are not good test takers yeah sure you know there, there's that exception yeah you know but i i'm just not a fan of uh taking a class on how to pass um a test right, right. Uh, but it's out there and you can't fight it so yeah. uh, the way to fight it is 
mandate the graduation from an apprentice program. So mm-hmm. at least they're getting uh, the education. And then if you do take that class as a refresher, at least you went through a, a, a valid, legitimate program. Right, right. And because prior to that, I mean, yes, so licensure within the state um, was, was just a contractor license or business license, really, wasn't it? it there wasn't that qualifier of needing to be educated in Jersey, but, but, but I believe then, then there was kind of the interesting paradox of, of uh, needing to have continuing education credits to maintain licensure. Is that right? That, that's another thing. That's another bill that um, we drove. Yeah. Um, you know, and in, in New Jersey, in schools, anyone could do electrical work in schools. That's mm-hmm. how it used to be. Uh, New Jersey IEC had that changed where you have to be a qualified journeyman electrician mm-hmm. uh, in order to do electrical work in schools. I mean, imagine if the custodian is the one doing electrical work yeah. uh, and maybe he knows what he's doing. Sure. But, but how, do unlikely, how do we know? How do we know? You know, um, right. but, you know, and it could be the superintendent. Yeah. It could be the principal. It could be, you know, the math teacher. They could be right. doing electrical work. That's how the law was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that we do over the years to change these things and stiffen these things up because, yeah. you know, we're under attack here now where yeah. the uh, low voltage, um, I don't like to use the word low voltage, sure. the uh, home automation uh, contractors led by uh, another uh, national organization mm-hmm. uh, is looking to change the voltage limitation in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fortunate here where anything 10 volts or more has to have a electrical contractor's license unless mm-hmm. you meet a narrow uh, number of exemptions. I see. Um, the exemptions aside, for the most part, you could say 10 volts or more, you need to have an electrical contractor's license. Mm-hmm. Well, they want that to change. They want that to be changed to uh, the voltage limitation as listed in the National Electrical Code. Right. Well, the National Electrical Code doesn't really specify that there's over 600 volt and there's under 600 Correct. volts and Correct. there's class three wiring, right. uh, which is another thing. But um, they want power over Ethernet mm-hmm. to be included in the communications exemption. Mm-hmm which is a complete exemption from licensure, Mm -hmm. uh, which would mean no license at all, which means all lighting in a new house, Mm -hmm. all lighting in a doctor's building, all lighting in hospitals, high-rise buildings can be done by home automation contractors, not electrical contractors, if they did that. So we here are fighting that. Uh, We defeated the legislation Mm -hmm. uh, that was going to change that. Uh, that, That was, you know, it's not just successes of what you get past yes. it's what you have um blocked but more importantly amended mm-hmm. i mean i can't count how many legislative bills we've had amended to protect electrical contractors in the state right uh but the power of ethernet is is a big thing and you know how long i've been saying it spencer yes years yeah. i know i know and yeah and, and 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 it's a real thing it's a real thing as as this technology continues to to uh, come into the the marketplace and and we're seeing it we're seeing it in other areas of the country too, and and people are asking the questions. But yeah, we need to act quickly, don't we? Yes, because it's going. Um, you know, uh, a local association doesn't really have the ability mm-hmm. uh, to to put something together. National association does, but the national association wheels don't move as fast. It's like the federal government versus the state. Sure, you know. 
no offense, Spencer, but no, that's understood. That's reality. Uh, you know, you know, you know. Understood. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, same like solar. Solar got away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, now you got solar contractors installing solar when really it's electrical work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on what state you're in is how those laws are. Right. But we also have um, some really quality IEC contractors installing solar, mm-hmm. one of which wins the award every single year. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I think the fix is in there, uh, Mark Gillespie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but he does great electric. work. Yeah, yeah. He does great work. He does huge projects. They do huge, pro- huge projects. You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, that's where the, the he... You know, he got that niche. He found that niche right. where, you know, he's not really going after, you know, the 20 panels on his neighbor's house right. roof. Right, right, You know, he's doing he's doing that. Yeah. And he's- if he wanted to, I don't know if he could because all these other solar companies, that's their niche. Right. Where they're, they're doing all of that. And it should all be electrical contractors regardless, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's TMI Electric out of the Cincinnati area. As as yeah, they they really tackle large commercial, almost you know, utility scale uh, PV oh, projects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, just tremendous. And that yeah, that's been their niche and wheelhouse for oh yeah, ten over ten years, I think. At this point, oh yes, you know, it's been a long easy. time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. And so so that. So that yeah, that's an active bill right now that um, on the yeah the that you're working through within the state legislature. But but it sounds like it's it, is it still active or is it is it? Uh... Well, the the bill got the bill got defeated, okay. and uh, in New Jersey, it also had to do with uh, believe it or not, they mm-hmm. stuck in alarm permitting huh. permits for alarms in there too, okay. and uh, so it, it was just there's no permits required anymore for alarms in New Jersey. So that all just went by the wayside. We, we blocked all that. Um, but they're trying to do it through regulation through the licensing board now. And the mm-hmm. licensing board has the power to do it. And that's where, um, we're focusing now. And that's mm-hmm. where it's actually, believe it or not, the licensing board is more dangerous than the uh, legislature huh. because they could just buy a swoop of a pen and drawing up some regulations, make it happen. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Do, tell tell me a little bit about um, how how long with with the uh, with the four year um, the four year apprenticeship uh, program in, in the state legislature there. How long of you know just give us an idea of scope of how long have you been working on that um, as an association um, and and a little bit about the strategy maybe that that you guys employed so folks that are listening out there in, in states and jurisdictions that, that may not have licensure so they can just learn a little bit um, about you know, what, what you can share about that process. Well, what we, what we tried to do um, probably goes back about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we periodically would try to do something uh, with uh, mandating uh, apprenticeship and different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we ended up, uh, we had a lobbyist at one time, we they put too many things in one bill mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this one comes out against that one. This one right. comes out against that section. This one comes out about that section and it was not going to move anywhere. The Rips bill. So we withdrew yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then we decided that we were going to focus on just one thing at a time. Um, and actually the bill would have been signed by Chris Christie before he left office, but it arrived at his desk uh, in the last week 
of his office. I remember that, which was too too late. Yes. Uh, so it had to go through the whole process again. That's right. And it passed even at a um, greater margin in both houses here in New Jersey mm -hmm. than it did the first time. Yeah. Uh, the problem we had was that the electrical licensing board was opposed to it. Uh, hmm. Believe it or not. Interesting. Uh, so I personally went down to Trenton to the governor's office and sat down with his counsel and went over the objections that the electrical licensing board had, mm -hmm. um, evidently to their satisfaction because the governor signed it. Yep. Signed it into law. Yeah. Interesting. What, what, what were some of the objections that you can share that, that were public on the issue? Well, the, the, the first, um, objection is they think, uh, they do a good job vetting mm -hmm. who should and shouldn't sure, take the test. Sure. Right. If you do five years experience in the electrical field, working with your tools, mm -hmm. uh, and the licensing board approves you, um, then you could take the test. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is it's arbitrary because it it had apprenticeship in the law, it, mm -hmm. it, and it's but it said or other experience as approved by the board. Right. Well, what is or other experience? And that's subjective at that point. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Coupled with the fact that that each one of the uh, board members sit at the pleasure of the governor. Mm -hmm. So there's either one or two things that's going to happen. Yeah. And gotcha. one or the other is guaranteed. They're either not going to get reappointed when their term expires, or they're going to die. Mm -hmm. At one point someone else is going to be sitting in that chair. Mm -hmm. Can you personally guarantee that that next person is going to do a good job vetting right, that, you, right. that you say you do? Right. I don't know that you can say that. Right. Um, the that other one sense. was that their other major objection was that what about the, the, the person that's been in the field for 10, 20 years? You're going to tell them that they have to do an apprentice program. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is no. There's a four-year clause in there that for every year prior to the date that the governor signs it, um, you get one year credit of apprenticeship. So mm -hmm. if you have four years or more, you could take the test. Okay. But that also has a four-year window that expires. I see. So anyone that has the experience now, they need to take the test now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Otherwise... Um, they will fall into the uh, having to do the apprenticeship. And we also told the council that, you know, if someone's in the field for 10 years, 20 years, you know, chances are if they didn't go get their license, they don't want it, mm -hmm. you know, at that point. Uh, so what really put us over the, the hump on that bill is there was another bill going through the legislature at the same time which would mandate registration in a four-year Department of Labor apprentice program as a, or either graduation from or enrollment in that program mm -hmm. in order to work on any prevailing wage job. Okay. So what I said to the council is how can you have this bill going through right. and say that working on a public job, you have to be registered in an apprentice program or – um, graduate from one, right, right. but in Mrs. Smith's house where her kids live yeah. and her, her family lives, well, you know, that, that's okay. You don't need any kind of qualifications, Interesting. you know, any kind of schooling yeah. to, you know, to work 
in their house. They're right. not, you know, she's not as important as the uh, public works uh, right. jobs. Inconsistency and there, yeah, yeah. That resonated with the uh, governor's council more than anything we said. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, imagine how it would look if they signed one and not the other. Right, right, you're right. You know. Interesting. And, and, and IEC has the apprentice program, so mm-hmm. for us... You know, the the prevailing wage, as much as some guys may not like that, uh, that to work on a prevailing wage job, mm-hmm. you'd have to be registered in or graduate from an apprentice program. Yeah. Well, IEC has the program. Right. Come to IEC, register your people. You, No harm, no foul. You'll be able to work. send them to the prevailing wage job. That's terrific. That's terrific. You well, know, so that's how we that's how we. Uh, actually pushed it over. That's great. That's great. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, it's, it's a it's a huge heavy lift with a lot of complex pieces. And and I think yeah, you it's been many years. You know that that you've taken approach and a reapproach to it. Um, and and piece putting it together through pieces is is uh, is the strategy that you utilize rather than try and put all things into one bill. Um, which then there's going to be something, yeah, as you as you noted, something offensive to one group or something not fully baked on on one side and needs to be, and, and it it can uh, blow up the whole thing. Um, taking it piece by piece, um, and and, uh, and each each piece of that puzzle, then yeah, creating the bigger the bigger picture um, is is the approach that you took. So congratulations, that's it's a tremendous feat. Um, and I and I want to. Want to push into two that that um, tell us a little bit about? I know New Jersey IEC. Um, we're we're all very excited um, that that you guys launched uh, a new training center, a new training school, um, recently. And and um, tell us a little bit about that because you you've had a chapter for a long time and you've been working with um, some local local area community colleges and other educators for for delivery of some of the program. But but now you're you're out on your own and you have your own your own school. Yes. Um, that was something that, uh, we've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our, uh, founding members, mm-hmm. uh, there was, there was eight of us, uh, I think, or nine of us led by Gene Minnie, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, started IEC, uh, in New Jersey. And yeah. then, um, uh, Joe Esposito, longtime, uh, member from, the, you know, from the very beginning, he was the A&T chair and he always said, we need to get our own school. We need to get our own school. Uh, but we didn't have the money or the membership behind us to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we placed it in uh, Morris County Vocational School mm-hmm. and then a private uh, uh, vocational school. We also have mm-hmm. uh, have it in. Yeah. Uh, but through the IEC Foundation, uh, helped the New Jersey IEC get a private foundation grant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kept that money on the side and we didn't do anything with it for a couple of years um and then the home depot pro extra grant Mm -hmm. uh we uh got that uh two years ago and those two grants put together enabled us to uh lease a space renovate it Mm -hmm. um partners helped us by donating lighting fixtures and um uh dimming controls and Mm -hmm. Uh, equipment grants through the, also through the IEC Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, these things <clears throat> are priceless for our uh, chapters to take advantage of. Yeah. And believe me, for years, New Jersey IEC didn't take advantage of it because it was always, you know, too much trouble to fill out the paperwork, which right, right. you and I know 
Um, it's not as hard now to fill it out as it, as it once was. Sure. Um, but, you know, our executive director, uh, Lynn, took mm -hmm. care of that, and she filled it all out, and, you know, we, we were successful. Yeah, and it, it, it provided then that, yeah, that seed funding to make the, the dream a reality. Yes. You know, and yeah, yeah. Um, and and where yeah where are you guys at now? I mean it, this is you've you've had the school for uh, about a year, um, and and I know yeah you've you've had some great success with it. There's been some legislative victories along that pathway too. Um, how are things going with the new school? Well, it it's it's going very well. We graduated our year one. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to year two. Yeah, we have open registration now for mm -hmm. uh, year one again. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> excuse me, it's no uh, instructors is like every chapter has, you know, we, we need instructors. Right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to be OK for for year two and uh, to get that going mm -hmm. um, at this point. We have something unique in New Jersey where the Department of Education uh, requires us uh, to our instructors to do a 50 hour um, uh, training program like adult education training program yes, or something. yes. right to gotcha. be a, you know to be a, to be an instructor and uh that's great so that's that is, is a bigger challenge to get someone to agree to do to that be, yeah because that's preparatory um, before they can start teaching in the classroom isn't it they, they need well, to go through that or they at least need to be enrolled right well we we try to um if we if we use someone as a on a temporary basis mm-hmm Pending them registering, yes, um, that's one thing. But ultimately, they have to they have to register and and do Com it if they're going to the keep course. going. Sure, you know. And uh, it was a seven month process to get the school approved. We're not yeah. uh, we're open to the public. We're not you know just IEC members, and yes. that's the uh, the difference between us and I think some other chapters. Mm -hmm. um, we have to meet certain state requirements and filings. Yes. Um, we have to do all of that. And uh, by that, though, New Jersey IEC, um, a, an IEC chapter, mm -hmm. uh, runs the first privately run electrical apprentice program, four-year program in the state of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. We're the first. Yeah. Uh, so that's huge in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the instructors is the only thing that's keeping us from doing a press release because we haven't done that yet because we're concerned about if we get a hundred students come in, mm -hmm. then you need five, five instructors. Right. Right. Uh, so that's something that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Gene many, you know, Gene many says yes. that's a good problem to have. It is a good problem, you know, to have, and but, it is a good problem. But it's still a problem. Have. Yeah. It's still a it, problem to be solved. Right. Right. And we have to be realistic and yeah. see, see about it so we're going to be actively in the next month or uh, month or so uh launching out an advertisement uh, for instructors great um and hopefully we can get a couple because we have the space we can do two year ones yeah and uh and it and a year two mm -hmm. um on a smaller scale because naturally we started with 20 students you know we lost five uh, one financial, you know, and others just, you know, for whatever reason. Understood. Um, but that all that always, you know, happens with all sure. The programs. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a blessing in a way because the smaller class fits in the smaller room mm -hmm. next door to our classroom, which we feel we could uh, sublease from uh, the 
landlord. The neighbor, uh, yeah. yep. yep. For, for year two. Gotcha. Uh, so that, we feel that'll work out, that's you know, great. for us. Well, it's, that's yeah. Huge. So these these are these are these are good things. Yes. Um, you know, if and now the apprentice bill uh, law passing, that's only going to explode um, apprenticeships throughout the entire state of New Jersey for electrical contracting. Right. Right. Demand is demand is sure to increase. When, I forgot to ask too, Joe, that that bill that passed um, for the licensure in in December of this past year. When does it go into effect? It went in effect immediately. Oh, it did. Okay. Um, so the way it, the way it's written um, and is four years. The four years, like I mentioned, the four years prior to experience prior to the date of of signing. Mm-hmm. Every year prior experience is counted towards apprenticeship. Okay. One year apprenticeship, but if you're starting now in the trade today, you have to register an apprentice program. Okay. Okay. The only thing that that is four years out from now is the people that have the prior experience before the bill right. was signed. They have four years to take the test and I pass see. it. I see. So that's kind of the, the grandfather clause, if you will. Yes. Yes. Understood. Understood. We also have another thing in New Jersey, which is quite and, and I'm not taking any credit for this. We had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Jersey passed a regulation that all licensing all licenses in New Jersey, all license testing professions, you can only take the test three times. And if you don't pass it the third time, you're done. Oh, really? Wow. That, that's something that, you know, we knew about it. Yeah. But we didn't take a position on it either way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You know. That's all licensed professions then. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is. We didn't take a position on it either way. Huh. Interesting. That's right. Interesting. There was another one where there was reciprocity. Okay. They want to had a reciprocity bill. So if someone in Maryland, mm-hmm. if their licensing requirements are um, equal to or exceed the licensing requirements of New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, they could come here and they can get electrical license without taking a test in New Jersey. Okay. Or any license, any professional license. Yep. That was another one. All professional license. I see. Well, that was a problem. Yeah. So that's where amending comes in. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to block the bill because it wasn't only about electrical. It's mm-hmm. about all licensing. Right. And But what we were able to do is get it amended so that electrical contracting is exempt from that. Mm-hmm. Now, that did pass. It did. And wow. any other any other careers or trades or, or you know, even uh, beauticians and realtors and, and all if there's a license they're affected if they didn't pay attention to that mm-hmm. you know and you know why it's a bad thing because it's not reciprocity right it's a one-way street it's a one-way street right right it's, because yeah that it wouldn't allow me to go to maryland right right only maryland to come to new jersey so that's right. where the problem was true reciprocity is both ways right 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 it's rec- recognition of both yeah, both both ways of the street, not just a one-way street. Interesting. Right. Huh. Huh. Right. Interesting. Well, well, Joe, I, w- I want to shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about the future. 
Um, I know, I mean, you're, you're a visionary and you pay attention. And you, you, we even talked a little bit about, you know, the emerging technologies and on power over Ethernet, um, that, that you were starting to see these trends several years ago. Um, how, do you, how do you keep up with, uh, with growing trends and how do you stay fresh? Um, and and, and where, do you, yeah, where, do you, where do you see things going, maybe? Well, I see things um, getting just like, you know, the TVs used to be small, now they're bigger. And, the, yeah. you know, all the electronics used to be bigger, now they're smaller. Right. <laughs> that actually is going to happen. Um, and power over Ethernet is the big thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you can't envision, you can't even imagine what's what's possible. Um, pretty soon, you're not gonna you're gonna buy a lamp. It's not gonna have an electrical plug on the lamp. It's gonna have a USB plug on the lamp. Mm-hmm. That's gonna plug into a USB port on in your wall, mm-hmm. which we they already have. Yeah. And that's going to be powered by Ethernet cable. Yeah. So there, when enough things go by, uh, come out that have that technology, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to, you know, they could even reduce the number of electrical outlets that are required uh, on the wall or require uh, dual outlets put in where USB USB is a and part of it. outlets are right. going to be required at least right. one in every room. Right. Uh, that could be coming down. That could be coming down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it really is limitless. You know, we you, you know I saw um, a seminar on the future of lighting, uh, which I brought to the uh, education committee, and they held at the 2016 IC convention in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That was standing room only. Yeah, in that seminar. Um, on the future of lighting. I mean, it's getting so that you can, you know, have implants in your arm and your skin to charge devices. Right. Um, that's crazy stuff. It is. It is. You know, uh, so how far will it go? We don't know how far right. it'll go. Right. Um, but you got to keep up with it because if you got to, if you don't keep up with it, you're going to be left behind. Right. Uh, it's what right. happened with solar and it's what is, uh, the danger is to happen in power over Ethernet. Right, right. Yeah, um, very electrical con- electrical contractors got to stay on it, uh, and also systems contractors. I mean, mm-hmm. they they do it. They got to stay keep themselves educated on it. Yep. yep. You know, you gotta you gotta keep up because it it, it could you don't know who's going to be doing it in the future. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Very wise, Joe. Very wise. Um, and and yeah, there's a lot of moving parts there, and, and um, I think yeah, it it seems when you when you think about it, it seems science fiction in a way, but it's a reality. It's not. This isn't science fiction. This is the technology that's integrated itself into our, our personal professional lives, and it's going to continue to grow. I, I liked your your uh, your paradox too of yeah, that the, the TVs that used to be small have gotten larger, and and the electronics that used to be large have gotten smaller. Um, cause that, yeah, those, those are the trends and, and trends within the industry. I think there is, yeah, there's a similar, similar parallel to, to, uh, the solar industry that, that you're, um, that you're referring to that that's quite apropos as well, um, within this, this, uh, the piece on the, the power over ethernet. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to change code. It's going to change who, how the work is done, how the work is performed, how, yeah, how your, your example of, of, uh, yeah, you go to, 
go to a store and, and pick up a, uh, a lamp for the side of your bed, and, and instead of having the two-prong, uh, it's going to have something else on there. It's going to have a yeah, USB port or, or something uh, as we continue to evolve within this. So fascinating, absolutely fascinating. One thing that's assured is every time you buy a new phone, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different charger. Yeah. Yeah. So that you have to buy a different charger. That's, right. you know, planned obsolescence. Right. You know, right. there's, there's, there's that too. Yeah. Um, but hybrid equipment, you know, you got hybrid equipment, you buy it. Um, now you're going to be able to, uh, someone in, even in the manufacturing process, it's all computerized now, you know, all the robotics, robotics mm-hmm. goes back many years, but you know, how sophisticated it's gotten now, mm-hmm. uh, robotics, you know, to where you, oh, do you want to start this line? Oh, the manager sits in his office. He could push a button on his phone and, and, yep. the, and the line starts. And it starts up. Right. right. You know, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, now I, I you know, I, we didn't touch into where I, I do inspecting mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, yeah. I do, uh, electrical inspecting a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I go inspect pools. Yeah. In ground pools, they, they're, you know, there's no switch to turn on. They pull out their iPad. They want to, the, they want to turn the light to pull on. They, they push a button on the iPad. Oh, control they want the device. water, wow. the waterfall to come on, the fountain to come on. Right. That, that's all. That's all on the uh, on their iPad, right? Uh, through a computerized control center. Yeah. Uh, and you're the elect, you're the elect, the electrical contractors are installing this, right? You know, so you got to you got to know. You have to, you know, you have to really keep up with with it. And that's hybrid equipment. You're there's an electric panel built into the with the with the computer section, all in one panel. Um, and that's going to be seeing more and more of that. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It is. It is. A, it is the yeah the hybrid, um, and and yeah. Where where do we go? It's, does it continue to be a hybrid, or or do you wh- where do you see things going, Joe? Like like what what's the landscape? If what's the landscape look like? You know, five ten years from now. Any any visions in the crystal ball of of uh, Joe Havanek? Well, they're certain. What I could say, certain, uh, they're not going to ever be able to. No matter what changes, they're mm-hmm. never going to be able to outsource the electrical, uh, yes. the electrician, right? Uh, the electrical wiring. Uh, they might have different people doing it because it changes uh, to different voltages, lower voltage, different kind of cable, mm-hmm. uh, power over Ethernet cable. Uh, but you're always going to be able to, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. The bigger stuff, like bigger motors and stuff like that, there's really nothing there that I, my crystal ball is telling me that that can be done. Can be done there with, yeah. with a with a big motor, you know. Yeah. You're talking smaller controls, lighting. You know, lighting. You're going to be able to, you know, do fans, mm-hmm. exhaust fans, ceiling fans. You're going to be able to do small, small motors. Gotcha. You're not going to. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to, you know, get a three phase, five horsepower motor. Uh, and get that to run on power over Ethernet. Right, but, you right. Know, uh, I, who knows yeah. you know, anymore? We've seen so much in the last uh, 20 years, 10 years, and even two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just keeps getting faster, the, 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 the technology and the R&D that's coming out. So, But, it, yeah, I follow you. I follow you. Yeah, the larger motors, then it would take significant advances to where we are right now to be able to then um, generate that level of power in an alternative way. So right. interesting. interesting. What, what happens if the day comes when all of the, uh, overhead 
power lines mm-hmm. <clears throat> are gone, and we all have our own little Tesla coil on the roof of our yeah. house. Yeah. Well, that's going way back to, you know, over 100 years, but as technology improve it, improves, it's mm-hmm. not out of the question. Right, right. You know, that you can't, you're powering, people are powering the whole house on solar. Mm-hmm. You know, who who's to say that, you know, you can, I, I read an article where um, uh, <clears throat> there's a, a kid somewhere that he, he figured out how to do a, a nuclear power plant, uh, a small little one buried in the ground in your backyard that'll power your house. Huh. You know, will that ever be allowed? Yeah, probably not. But yeah. the, the technology um, is there and it works. Yeah. You know, compact your own power source. Right, right. Which That's is true. virtually limitless. Right. You know, in that scenario. Absolutely. Um, so it just goes way way out beyond farther than we could see farther than we'll ever see yeah that's that's fascinating joe i i, I love i love chatting with you and said yeah you're you're you see your big picture on this stuff and and uh you you see yeah you see where we're going you see where we're at and and uh, you bring about um, so many valid and salient points um as we're talking um and this this is this is also you know the the potency of what what a national association and being involved within your industry association can do is is to help to then facilitate discussions like this uh and and so we can think and and uh guide our our members our contractors um to gain more exposure more more information um so they can ready readily prepare themselves for not only the market today but the market of tomorrow as as these things continue to evolve, um, and then then you know the association is also primed, and a lot of this and ties back to code, of course, and and, and national electrical code, and, and we've we have representatives through the association, experts across the the country that are involved on every code making panel uh, that NFPA has on on their NEC, um, and that that again is the potency of you know being. It's not not just it's not seven degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon here. This is if you're a member IEC, you got one one layer, you know, of, of a, a colleague and an electrical uh, um, expert, you know, that that uh, is also a part of IEC that that is helping to represent our voice and, and keep us apprised of all these these upcoming changes and and uh, help to scope to make sure that yeah, it's safe workplace environments and and. Um, then that that translates then NEC then translates typically back into our, our states uh, for code adoption and and how how then yeah you and your your other hat that you wear on on, uh, on inspection uh, you know what what you're looking for and and how the uh, the initial part of where we started in, in some of your your comments that you were sharing about um, early in your career of, of um, seeing that potency of of bringing people together for for code update classes and and uh, education um the boots on the ground piece so very cool joe very cool what what it's, uh what do you do for fun what are you doing your time off well you know spencer i live stream so that you can experience with me disney <laughs> this is truth ladies and gentlemen this is truth yes yes um that that's fantastic what and well tell tell me a little bit about uh about your your passion for for disney and the disney experience i know that's something that you and your wife lynn share um and and something that um you've done for a number of years but um yeah tell us a little bit about that 
it's well it, you know it's it's always changing i've always had a great respect for walt disney and what he was able to create mm-hmm. um and his imagination that right. he had to be the able to, to, yeah. to create you know what what he what he did and you walk around disney uh different construction areas and there's all they have quotes walt disney quotes on the wall mm-hmm. um you know like one of them i bought to one of the executive committee meetings you know where it said let's stop talking about it let's do it yeah you know and and it's and that's true you know you can only talk about something for so long before you'd have to do it or or not right you know right. And there's so many changes going on there now there's so many things that they're adding now mm-hmm. it's it's always it's it really doesn't get stale, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's something you can bring the, you know, the grandchildren to the children, you know, I mean, we, we decided to get the Disney vacation club and, you know, that's why we, we go because yeah. we have that, you know, but we also like to go on cruises. We're going to one in, uh, in August. Nice. Um, nice. You know, a Caribbean cruise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to do that. And then, you know, IEC, uh, over the years has always afforded me, uh, the uh, uh, opportunity to go to places that I wouldn't really pick mm-hmm. to go on vacation. Sure. You know, I mean, but you go to the IEC meeting, it's national, you know, it's a, it's a national business meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we always tag a couple of days before and a couple of days after so we can see the sites, yeah, you know, of, of the different, yeah. Um, yeah. the different uh, areas. I mean, yeah. in one trip, to one IEC convention, I, on the way to the convention, I went on Ronald Reagan's Air Force One, mm-hmm. and after the convention, before I went home, we went on Howard Hughes' Spruce Goose. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. That's it. Who, who gets to do that right. in one trip? Right, right. You know, and we were able to do that because, because of IEC. That's great. That's great. Well, so it, it yeah it brings uh, brings value to you personally, professionally, and and everything in between. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, Joe, I I want to thank you. We we could go on and on and on um, as as we usually do, uh, my friend. Um, but I I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, part of your story today with with others on the in the IEC family across the country, sharing your insights. Um, just tremendous amount of of thoughts you got in my head, and I know that, that uh, you've also stimulated the thoughts of, of many people listening out there. So thank you for that, um, and thank you for all your service to the association, everything you do to make IEC great. Thank you, Spencer. Absolutely. Um, and thanks to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at ieci.org, and if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.